We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to cover a grab bag of news ranging from COVID-19 and the worship of the vaccine to climate change and the worship of the green god of Mother Earth. I'm also going to talk about this new Wall Street Journal poll that shows that patriotism and religion have declined by nearly 30 points in the last, oh, just handful of years. And I'm finally going to talk about a quote from G.K. Chesterton that he really didn't say. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Well, as I said in the introduction, I'm going to cover a variety of different things today. Climate change, uh, the vaccine, some of the COVID lies that we've been told that we're seeing now, if you followed the Twitter files at all. And the fact that at least 50% of the American people don't care. They don't care about the fact that we've been lied to about climate science, that we've been lied to about the vaccine, that our children are being lied to about the science of biology and physiology and DNA, that the LGBTQIA, SJW, BLM, CRT, SEL worldview is nothing but a big lie. It's, it's the worship of a false god, or perhaps the worship of many, many false gods, plural. We live in a time when deception has become truth and truth has become deception. But yet when somebody shines a light on the lie, like what's going on with the Twitter files right now, the people that have been drinking the Kool-Aid apparently don't care. They double down. They'll shoot the messenger rather than attend to the message. I mean, if you've been following the Twitter files at all, you know that the proof is there. The government colluded with social media, with Facebook and Twitter and others, to shut down the narrative, to silence true stories. They even admit it. Read the emails. Read the stuff that's being disclosed in the Twitter files. You can see that the government was colluding with social media, with Facebook and Twitter, to shut down things that even they were identifying as true, but yet dangerous statements that they, the smart folks, deemed to be unacceptable. They say in the Twitter files that there are true statements, accurate things being said by some people, some medical doctors, some people in the scientific establishment who weren't towing the party line who are raising their hand and saying, wait a second, we've got some evidence that there are side effects from these vaccines. We should be talking about it. Those people were silenced. And even the government and even the smart folks at Twitter and those people at Facebook, the fact checkers, were admitting that these statements may be accurate, but we still don't want the public to know about them because it will result in us not being able to do what we want to do with the public. And that is inject all of them with this experimental drug. We know this to be a fact right now. What I'm saying is not a conspiracy theory. You can read about it. You can read their own words. But yet, 
the people that drank the Kool-Aid, the people that imbibed the lie, the people that bowed to the goddess of the COVID vaccine, won't admit that they were wrong. So I guess if you wanted to put an overall arching theme over today's show, it would be this. It would be the supposed quote of G.K. Chesterton when he said, when people stop believing in God, it's not that they believe in nothing. It's that they will believe anything. Now, that quote you've probably heard before, and it's attributed to Chesterton. Well, actually, it's not accurate. He did say that if you want to piece together a couple different quotes, and I'll explain that to you after we take a break. So it's not an inaccurate reflection of what G.K. Chesterton thought about things, but it is a pieced-together quote taken from a variety of, of his different writings, some of it from the Father Brown detective series. So does it say something inaccurate about what G.K. Chesterton thought? No. Is it a direct quote? No. So we need to admit that when we're using that quote. It's a very pertinent thing to say. And yes, G.K. Chesterton would say that if he were asked to comment about the loss of belief in God. But it's not a direct and accurate quote of G.K. Chesterton. That all said, when we get back, I want to talk about the goddess of the COVID vaccine and the goddess of climate change, the loss of patriotism and religion in America, as disclosed by a recent poll from the Wall Street Journal, and the Heritage Foundation, and we'll do all of this within the context of thinking about what G.K. Chesterton did warn us of, and that is when you lose faith in God, it's not that you're going to be a nihilist, it's not that you're going to be an atheist. The vacuum is always filled. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing, and you got to have something to fill that vacuum. Okay, the old 1970s rock song by Billy Preston. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You got to have something if you want to be with me. That's Billy Preston. Well, what was the great philosopher of the 1960s and 70s saying? I'm not sure, but I do think those words are pretty prescient. Vacuums are always filled. They're always filled with something. So when you stop believing in God, it's not that you will believe in nothing. It's that you will believe in anything. You'll believe crazy stuff You'll be crazed. The vacuum will be filled by nonsense if you remove common sense from your soul, from your heart, and from your mind. Let's take a break. And when I get back, like I said, we'll talk about the false gods of our time within the context of this week's news. And the foundation, the platform for today's commentary is G.K. Chesterton and vacuums and Billy Preston. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. 
The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance, and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. The Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to the Rebellion. So, as I said in the time that led up to the break there, I want to cover a couple stories as examples of us being willing to believe anything right now that we're told if we have bowed to the grand lies of our time, the grand deceptions, the goddesses and gods that we've created to replace the one true God that we've abandoned. And I think two stories that are emblematic of that vacuum being filled, that vacuum of common sense being filled by the nonsense of anything, anything, the false gods that at least give us something to bow to and worship. It's, human beings can't be godless. Human beings can't be atheists. Generally speaking, all of us recognize that we have to worship something. I think the reason for that is God created us in his image. We are the Imago Dei. We're created in the image of God. We've got the thumbprint of God on our heart, minds, and souls, and therefore we're always looking for that something that we know we were created in the image of and we were created to worship. So if we abandon biblical truth, the biblical God, if we abandon Christ, the Word with a capital W, the truth with a capital T, if we abandon that one true God, it's not that we will believe nothing. We can't be nihilists, radical nihilists. It doesn't last long. Because synonymous with nihilism is nothingism, and nothingism is akin to a vacuum. And we know, if, if we know anything about elementary physics, that vacuums are always filled by something. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. It creates a vacuum, and then you've got to have something to fill that vacuum. And if you don't have goodness to fill the vacuum, badness will, will do the job. That's why you see communism. That's why you see... That's why you see anarchy not lasting long. It's always filled by power. Uh, the rule of the gang, like David Horowitz told us, doesn't last long. The rule of the gang creates anarchy, every man unto himself, but that won't last because sooner or later we all recognize this is chaos, this is crazy. We've got to have some order, and therefore we bow to Big Brother because we have tried to crucify a big God. In a sense, it's the story of Easter. It's the story of the original sin. Again, we try to displace God from his rightful throne, put ourselves on it, and then it doesn't work very well. It doesn't work very well. You've got 350 million little gods in the United States, and we recognize that this is not a United States any longer. It's completely divided. It's completely chaotic. It's ultimate anarchy at its worst. And therefore, we start pleading for someone, someone, the one, 
We want somebody that'll stem the ocean's tides and calm the world's seas. We want someone that'll take control and give us order again. And we're willing to sacrifice on that altar of that new God our personal freedoms because we would rather have safety than freedom. That's really the story of the COVID crisis. We gave up our freedom, our God-given freedom, for the sake of safety. We proved, we proved that we will bow in obedience, in submission to the government if it'll just keep us safe. So when you hear stories like climate change and how now they're moving the target again, they've moved it from COVID-19 and the fear that they instilled in the entire world, not just the American population, but the entire world. They got everybody, essentially everybody. I know there were a few holdouts. We've got some that listened to this show who said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to church. I'm not going to wear a mask everywhere. This is insane. This is lunacy. I've read enough to know that I do have freedom in the United States, constitutional right to go to church, and you're not going to stop me. I can go to a grocery store. I don't have to wear a piece of paper over my face pretending that somehow it's going to protect me, that it's a life-saving invention that will protect me from an airborne pathogen, a virus. I'm not going to do that. It's crazy. This is crazy talk to pretend that if I wear a mask from the entrance of a restaurant across the floor and then take the mask off when I sit down at my table or my booth to eat my food, that somehow I've done something righteous and good. I'm a virtuous person because I did that. This is crazy talk, we said. It's, it's, it's illogical. It's anti-science. And you people keep telling us we should be honoring science. Then why are you denying science in your edicts and mandates on how we should live our daily lives? So this is the COVID story. So many people bowed to this false god of the COVID vaccine, and they wouldn't even allow us to discuss the fact that, wait a second, it hasn't been around long enough, enough for us to test it and know whether it's safe or not. We're talking about safety, and we're going to inject something into our bodies that was just invented yesterday. We know that the standard protocols for new medications is that they should be tested it, for many years before we start actually using them on the human population. We should test them on mice. We should test them on uh, other animals to see if there's any negative side effects. Do they cause cancer? Do they cause premature death? What, what are we doing here? Why are we just rushing like lemmings over the cliff to have this stuff injected into our bodies? Now, if you're listening to me and you had the vaccine, if you chose to do it of your own volition, then, then good for you. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but what I am saying is you shouldn't turn around and condemn me for choosing to do differently because I was reading some material and decided, no, I don't have the comorbidities. Science says that I'm healthy and that if I do get this, this virus, if I do acquire this disease, that I'll be fine. The odds are 95, 99% that I'll be fine because I'm not overweight, I'm not obese, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't have diabetes, I, I'm, I'm going to be fine. At least 99% likelihood, I'm going to be fine. So I don't want that experimental drug in my body. If, if you chose to have that drug injected because you had other concerns, then fine, that's your choice, that's your freedom to do so. I'm not criticizing you. Unless you're part of this crowd that turns around and with self-righteous, virtue-signaling, wag of your finger, says, you people, you people who refuse to do what I just chose to do, 
You're the problem. You're the ones spreading this disease. You're killing other people because of your lack of compliance. You won't bow to the God of the COVID vaccine, and therefore, we're going to burn you at the stake, metaphorically speaking. I have a problem with that. This is a false religion at that point. This is, this is the religion that's being dictated by government. This is the breach of the separation of church and state. The state just tore down the wall of separation and created its own religion to replace the religion of Christianity. Bow to the goddess of COVID and its miraculous, all-healing powers of, of the vaccine and you shall be saved. It's essentially where we've come. And likewise on the climate change nonsense. Again, I started out by saying they've moved the target. Right now, they're telling us the UN has just issued another global warning report that essentially says we're doomed unless we revert to mud huts and subsistence farming, veganism, and rickshaws. That's a quote coming right out of an article written by Robert Knight in the Washington Times this, this past week, March, March 26th. 2023, by the way. Go read it. Good article by Robert Knight. It's titled, what's the title of it? As COVID hysteria fades, climate hysteria rises. And the subtitle is this, if we don't do whatever Gore wants us to do in the next 10 years, we're doomed. Have you heard that before? Have you heard that, you know, in 10 years, all of the polar ice caps are going to be gone. In 10 years, the oceans are going to rise and that all the seacoast dwellings, whether it be in the United States or any other country around the world, they're all going to be underwater. Millions upon gazillions of people are going to die because of climate change. We've heard this before. 10 years, just 10 years and the world is dead if we don't start living in medieval times, in mud huts, and if we don't stop driving cars. If we don't all just start walking and riding bicycles and and riding horses. Oh, but you know you can't ride horses because we've got to get rid of all those animals too, those cows and those horses, because it's their fault. It's the fault of the farming industry that the climate is warming because of all the flatulence coming from cows and horses and whatnot. This is crazy talk. This is the same group of people. These are the environmentalists who celebrate the good old days when there were millions upon millions, and that's not hyperbole. Millions upon millions of buffalo roaming the Great Plains. Well, weren't they causing climate change because of all of their buffalo flatulence? That wasn't good, was it, to have that many animals out there producing that gas that was killing the earth? I mean, these people, I guess, would want to go kill all the buffalo today, too. Any of the animals that are causing the earth to warm, disproportionately so. We've heard all of this before. We've heard the warnings that in a decade we'll, we'll all be dead and underwater. But it, it just hasn't proven to be true, but they're doubling down on the same story. And while many portions of the globe are in fact cooling right now, they say we're doomed anyway. If we drive our gasoline-powered Fords or Chevys or GMC pickups, if we drive those, we're, we're doomed. We can't do that anymore. And even electric cars are going to be rationed in terms of their use because, well, they're finally admitting that you've got to get electricity from somewhere. And where are we getting it right now? Over 85% of our electricity comes from what? Fossil fuels, natural gas, coal, oil. That's where our energy is coming from. That's where you get your electricity. You don't just plug your car into the wall and, ah, voila, magically, it's charged with electricity. No. You have to have a power plant somewhere. 
Now, this latest panic, says Robert Knight in his article, comes courtesy of the United Nations IPCC. This is the same group that we caught lying about manipulating its global warming climate change several years ago. We caught them lying. They were manipulating the data. If I would have lied that way in the defense of my dissertation at Michigan State University, they would have laughed me out of the room and I wouldn't have received a doctorate because it would have been considered unethical to manipulate the data, to to come to a predetermined conclusion. That's what the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, did. But yet we're still referencing them. Just this past Monday, they're all crying that we, we're going to die, we're going to die. We haven't seen this much panic, says Robert Knight, since COVID-19 was concocted in China and used to justify government overreach and a shocking suppression of civil liberties. Close quote. So Wright is pointing out that we're, we're, we're seeing it again. They're trying to manipulate billions of people. And in doing so, they're going to relegate billions of people to poverty the world over. Because if you can't drive to work, if you can't turn the lights on, if you don't have electricity to power your machines, to produce the things you want, if you can't, just stop and think about it. If you can't use power saws, chainsaws, that are fueled by what? Fossil fuels to harvest trees from the local forest. You can't produce lumber and you can't build homes. So where's everybody going to live? And, and how are you going to produce vaccines if you start curtailing all of the technology and all of the industrial methods and mechanisms used to produce that vaccine? What are you going to do? Well, people will be reduced to poverty. What they'll do is what they do in the third world right now. They'll go out and start, we'll go out and start finding whatever fuel we can to keep ourselves warm. And that will be wood and animal dung. And we'll start burning that. Dirty fuels that produce a lot of smoke that you're inhaling all the time. And guess what? Your life expectancy goes down because the things you use to heat your homes, your mud huts, with thatched roofs, or your cardboard shack in a favela in Brazil, or maybe in the streets of L.A., will be fueled by dirty stuff, garbage, essentially, or wood. And when you are inhaling all of that, when that becomes your constant environment, you get ill, you get sick, you die early. Apparently, they don't care because apparently sacrificing human life on the altars of their false gods, whether it be the COVID vaccine or whether it be the false god of Mother Earth, the green goddess, who says repeatedly over and over again, 30 years ago, the green goddess predicted, prophesied that if you don't change your ways, the earth will be dead. I will be dead. Your god, your goddess will be dead. In 10 years, she said that 30, 35, 40 years ago, and now she, in, in, in quotation marks, because really she was Al Gore and others, they were the oracles of this false goddess of Mother Earth. They prophesied. But you know what the Bible says about prophets who are false? If they tell you something's going to happen and it doesn't, they're false prophets. And the, it doesn't end well for false prophets in the Bible. We're told to get rid of them. The Old Testament was really harsh on false prophets. 
But yet that's what you see from the climate change prophets. Their prophecies are false. The earth is going to die, said Al Gore. The earth is going to die, said the IPCC. The earth is going to die. Our goddess, our green goddess is going to die, said AOC when she initially took office. And we don't see that. In fact, we see data, real science, real numbers, real evidence telling us the exact opposite is happening. We're producing more food because of our technology. We're keeping more people alive. Overpopulation hasn't killed the earth. We've actually used our ingenuity, the, the stamp of God's intellect and curiosity and creativity on our hearts, minds, and souls. We've used that to our advantage to improve the way people live. But here's where we're coming right now in terms of this week's news. In spite of all of this, in spite of the fact that we know, we know that this stuff is false, because we can read about the fake news. The fact checkers are lying to you and lying to me. They're shutting down a good, honest exchange of ideas. They don't want a debate. They don't want an argument. They don't want freedom of speech because if you're truly free to speak the way you want to speak, then you will endanger their agenda. They won't be able to control you any longer. So if somebody raises their hand and says, wait a second, the COVID vaccine does have some side effects. We're seeing referee journals that have actually admitted this. There are some side effects. We don't know for sure how many there are, but there are some and we shouldn't be surprised to learn this because we didn't test this thing long enough to know what its ultimate outcome, con the consequences of using this drug, would be on the human body. Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about cardiovascular disease. Let's talk about infertility in women. Let me say that again, infertility in women. Let's talk about some of the consequences that we see, blood clots premature strokes, the reports of young people who were apparently healthy dying on the basketball court or on the football field or the soccer field. Is there a correlation between the COVID vaccine and these early deaths? Well, there's a correlation, yes, but does that correlation mean causation? Well, we don't know. We're admitting that, but we'd like to talk about it. And we're a little disturbed but th that the government is colluding with you know, social media, Facebook, and Twitter, and whatnot to shut down the discussion. That's not science. That's anti-science. And we'd like to talk about the fact that you're experimenting on our children with your hormone-blocking treatments when they're pre-puberty to get them to stop developing as the biological fact that they really are, and that you're encouraging children to actually deny science rather than to embrace it through your sexual agenda the agenda of adults, adults that conservatives would call delusional and sinful, you're imposing that delusion and that sin on young people who don't know any better. I mean, they're five years old. They're 10 years old. Stop it. Stop experimenting on them. That's anti-science. That's not good science. That's unethical by any scientific standard to do that. When we say that about their rainbow agenda, when we say that about their COVID agenda, when we say that about climate change, now, wait a second. Why, why are you lying to us about data, and why do you keep moving the target? And your prophecies have been false, and shouldn't we acknowledge that as we're talking about the consequences of, well, just basic human existence, and that, yes, with more people, you have a more of a carbon footprint, but that carbon isn't necessarily bad. In fact, it actually is fuel for the earth 
to continue to produce crops and produce things that are green rather than letting us all die for lack of food. I mean, when you talk about these questions, you're shut down. So in the last minute or two of the show, let's swing back to G.K. Chesterton again. Now, this, quotes that, this quote that is attributed to him is not really a, a tight quote. Is it something that he said? Yes, but it appears that people have pieced together a couple statements over the years to produce this quote. So let's just be clear about that. Is this something G.K. Chesterton believed? Yes, but it is, is it a verbatim quote? Well, apparently not. So this quote that you see of Chesterton that says, when you stop believing in God, it's not that you believe in nothing, it's that you will believe in anything. Not a direct quote, but it is accurate. It's an accurate reflection of Chesterton's thoughts and words and worldview. Because he said about half of that in the Father Brown mystery stories. And he said about half of that in some other writings that he produced over the years. So let's set that fact aside for a second, that he didn't say it verbatim, but that he did say these things collectively over time. And the truism here, the truth that when you stop believing in the biblical God, it's not that you will believe in no God at all. No, no, no. That isn't the case for humanity, and we're seeing it in the worship of the COVID goddess and the worship of the climate change, green goddess, Mother Earth, Gaia. We're seeing it as we worship the goddess of the rainbow, the anti-science, science-denying goddess of human sexuality. We're worshiping Asherah. We're worshiping Moloch. We're worshiping the goddesses of the Old Testament, quite frankly. We're worshiping the earth. We've become pantheists. And we're sacrificing human beings on the altar to these false gods, and it doesn't end well. Freedom is only found in Christ. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.